Welcome back to another podcast of Beaten Not Broken. I'm your host, Leanne, and on today's episode, we have a special guest by the name of LaShonda. LaShonda is a domestic violence survivor. She's also an advocate for domestic violence survivors and an advocate for individuals who have experienced human trafficking. I would like to take a moment to show gratitude and appreciation towards LaShonda. I know you're a very busy woman, so I appreciate you setting time aside to speak with me today. I also want to say thank you for allowing me to share your story. So LaShonda, if you could do a quick introduction, including your name and how long you were in a domestic violence relationship. My name is LaShonda Linares, and I was in a domestic violence for about 15 years. Thank you for that. So let's jump right in. LaShonda, could you please tell us your domestic violence story from the beginning to the end in as much or as little detail as you feel comfortable sharing? Yes. Um, I met my husband. He used to live across the street from um, from me and my, my mom. We moved from Walnut, California, and we moved to Palmdale. And I just had a baby. Probably my son was like, like all six months. And so I was like getting out of a relationship, going into another relationship. And I met him and he just seemed to be nice. Mm-hmm. And um, what I ended up being with him and then we ended up getting married. And then when we got married, I started to notice that he, the nice person wasn't so nice. And then he started like calling me all kind of names. He started putting his hands on me. And then it just got worse from there. LaShonda, could you please tell us the type of abuse that you endured during this relationship? He was physically, he was physically and emotionally abusive. Um, he ended up having to be incarcerated. And so through his duration of his incarceration, I would visit him. And on his visits, he would be very, you know, just abusive with his with his words, just calling me all kind of bitchs, telling me that nobody else would want me because I had six um, children prior to being with him. Um, he would always tell me like, "Oh, um, don't think that um, you know you can go out here and get someone else. You have all these kids. You know you need to just worry about me." He was very like controlling. Like when it was time for me to use the restroom, he used to follow me to the restroom. Um, and it was times that I wasn't able to talk to my mom over the phone. I was so afraid. We used to pull out the plugs from in the inside of the house because he wanted to hear the whole conversation. And if I was trying to let her know like things that was going on in the home, he would be listening. And so I just started unplugging the phones because I didn't want to get hit on. Mm-hmm. And then after um, we had divorced, and then years later, I ended up going back and remarry him again, thinking like everything had changed and I was there for him. He was in prison for like about eight years. And at this time, he seemed like he changed that he found God. And then for the whole duration of the eight years, everything seemed to be going great. But then towards probably like about the seventh or eighth year towards him getting out of um, and being incarcerated the abuse emotionally started all over again and prior to that before he had went to jail he was like the deacon of the church Mm -hmm. and so I was telling my pastor like how you know he was very controlling and like in church he would put his hands on my leg and then like even in church he would grab me and I was telling people like you know even though he's the deacon of the church you know he's he's very abusive to me emotionally he was more abusive in the beginning 
emotionally than he was physically. So then physically we started to fight amongst one another. And then after I divorced him, I ended up getting remarried. And then I became the, uh, I started to hit my ex-husband. So it was like the cycle began to now I put, like I became the victim and then this started all over again because I get into another relationship. He started yelling and screaming and then trying to grab on me and then I start hitting back. So then that makes me become where I'm having to fight this another man, you know? So the abuse uh-huh. did never start. It just was like a reoccurring cycle. In your marriage with your first abuser, what led to you leaving the relationship? Well, I married him twice. Like, I, I got a divorce because we were young. We got married, like, when we were about 18 years old. Then I was married to him about four or five years. And then we got a divorce, and then I picked up and went right back to him and then married him all over again because he said, oh, you know, I'm changed. Nothing. Um, don't worry about it. Like, I'm not the same person. But he was. The, the way I got out is because he got incarcerated. And okay. then the last time I went back because I thought that, you know, he did change little to see that he didn't change and then at that time that's when I start going to church then I start understanding like this is not normal this is not love this is not what I'm supposed to be and this is not what my kids needed to see and then that's what made me get a divorce and finally leave the abuse because I woke up I saw that you know hey this is not normal this is not how people live thank you for sharing that is there anything else you wanted to add you know Okay, well, I am going to steer the conversation a bit. This is the first time on podcast that we have a survivor who is an advocate for domestic violence survivors and someone who is an advocate for human trafficking. So I was wondering if you could give us a little bit of insight about what you do as a volunteer. Um, I advocate for the women that's in the city of Hesperia, California. I have a ministry. It's called Hugs Helping Us Grow Spiritually as well as Hugs Helping Us Grow Strong. And I advocate for women who survive traumatic um, stress, being in domestic violence, women who have been raped. And I also work with women who have been um, human trafficking where they have been sold for um, sale. And that's the things I do out here just to get bring awareness to the women, letting people know that, you know, they have a voice and they don't have to be silent or they don't have to be afraid. And there's people here that can advocate to help them. And then we have a program here called Family Assistance. And it's another um, domestic violence program where they help with survivors who need to get out of um, domestic violence situations from hiding from their husbands, their boyfriends, or even with the LBG um, QT, like if they need help as well, because, you know, there's no discrimination if people need the help running from um, someone that's abusive towards them. So how many survivors would you talk to on a normal basis? Oh, wow. Probably like sometimes about six to seven a day. And are there always new survivors coming in? Yes. And what type of things do you help survivors with? And we help with um, clothing. We have someone that can go and get them to um, safety. And then we work also with the police department here in the city. Well, I just have one more question for you. And that is, what are your next steps in the future? Um, 
right now I'm still working with uh, women here in the city and now being able to become a foster um, advocate. So I'm going to be going into the courts, working with um, different teams who may have been human trafficked or who is dealing with domestic violence now. So I'm doing another training so I could be able to help the youth because we have a lot of youth that's silent and they don't tell their stories about the domestic violence or the human trafficking that they experience. So right now I'm going to be um, doing that training and then being sworn in on August the 1st so I could be a voice um, to those that feel like they have to be silent. Well, that is amazing. Thank you for all the volunteer work you're doing in the community. It is extremely important. And can you just take a second to rename those programs that you're working with? Um, yes, it's called Hugs, Helping Us Grow Spiritually, and that's on Facebook as well as Family Assistance. And then also they have another program here called The Open Door, and that's the places in here in the city of Asbury in Victorville, California. Once again, I just want to say thank you so much for speaking with me today. I know you're very busy and allowing me to share your story. And that concludes today's episode of Feeding Not Broken.